0: This helps me be able to get better guests on here as they check the reviews to see how you guys are liking it. So if you could please do that, I would really, really appreciate it. Many people are used to the ways that ChatGPT can help them write a better article or AI can help them make better decisions in small tasks. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about how ChatGPT's technology, large language models, and how AI in general is being used in the defense industry by the military and by different governments today we're going to be talking about a couple big companies that have recently come out with different defense related um, products in AI using large language models and we're going to talk about some of the implications of those tools. So the first one that I wanted to cover is Palantir because you may have heard it in the news lately. Um, Recently they it's uh, backed by Peter Thiel I believe and uh, recently they did a demo showing one of their AI large language model um, kind of based AI tools that aggregates data and helps to make military decisions and operations and when they did that their stock which they're a publicly traded uh, company because I believe that they're they're kind of like a data analytics analytics software vendor and their stock price went up 20% so it was this big uh, it was this big thing and apparently they're having more demand than ever for their current um, software platform that they have released which is called um, AIP and that stands for artificial intelligence platform that sounds really generic so I'm, I would think I would have picked a better brand name but regardless obviously they're the ones that are incredibly successful in doing well on this um, so what do I know but in any case um, essentially their company's tool can be used by militaries to tap um, the same AI that that's ChatGPT is built on and that is to help in battlefield intelligence and decision making so They had a recent demo video that kind of showed how their platform worked and I watched it. It was really fascinating. Um, But essentially what they're doing is they're analyzing intel on enemy targets. Um, They identify potential, you know, hostile situations or other things like that. Then they'll go and they'll ask the AI to propose a battle plan. um, And then they'll have the AI send the battle plan over to the commanding officers um, to kind of work on the execution. And it's honestly really impressive how this is done. There's recently another... The um, tool and company that has come out with a very similar tool called Donovan, which I'll cover in a second. But essentially, just to give you an idea of like like how this works, really, because um, when I first heard about it, it was kind of hard to visualize. If you can kind of imagine it, they have kind of like a command portal with a chat model on the one side, and on the other side is like a live satellite view of a map. Um, and on that map, you can have different uh, data points. Now it's important to note that this whole system would be tied directly into all, like it would have like access to all the confidential and classified information of um of a military essentially or any sort of group. So it would know the locations of your different teams, your different artillery. Um, it would know. Essentially, it's kind of like it's interesting thinking about this like a company, but like you know, someone like Walmart, they have like point of sale systems. Um, and they have different systems that track their inventory how many um, you know bottles of ketchup are on one shelf so military's got the same thing except it's like how much ammo is um, in different locations how many missiles does this team have how many tanks are over here so they have the same kind of systems that track and all of that data is put into this tool that has a large language model and what's really interesting about this is it is based off of your military doctrine so um, i'm assuming they're probably going to have exclusive contracts with the u.s government that would be uh interesting if they were uh, doing foreign governments and then you know two governments uh went to war or had some sort of skirmishes, and they were both using the same sort of ai based technology to fight each other um so i'm assuming there's going to be some sort of exclusive contracts on this kind of thing obviously the defense industry spends very heavily on this right like if uh If the US government could get a 20% advantage over an adversary by using an AI tool like this, I think they'd pay a lot for it, um, especially if it can help uh, decrease mortalities and whatnot. So in any case, this thing plugs into all of your data, um, and it is integrated with more than just your data of where things are, but um, the ability to send um, send out things like autonomous drones. So in the example they gave, Uh, essentially the person said hey scan the map and let me know where my adversaries are on the map so it has like a scan of the map and based off of the latest intel data which by the way they said they could um anytime someone uploads a new pdf or new image to like a file that's that they're able to scan it it's updating in real time so it knows the position of everything and it has uh you know um gps uh searching through everything so they have then they they then have it say like you know alert me of any anomalies that you see on this map and it will say okay well an anomaly is that you know this tank here has moved forward this amount of space it you know we weren't expecting that blah 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 and then you can say okay give me three um, possible like uh, pieces of action that I could do to help mitigate this risk or you know engage with this adversary and it would say okay so you know over here you have like the 150 Ninth artillery, you could fire that at it. Or over here, you have like an airbase. You could fly uh, airplane over and you know try to shoot it. Or there's this team Omega here that has a bunch of anti-tank javelin missiles. You could send them up. So it has a bunch of different options. And then you could say, okay, send these options up to command control. It has the whole like military brief um, mapped out and sent over to your commanding officer. Um, and then you can also say, all right, um, I'm interested in this. I would like to. At the same time gather more intel so send out a um, what's the best way to gather intel on this they would say okay well you could you know you could uh, fly an airplane over it you could use this type of uh, team to go and spy on it or you could use like some sort of drone and you say okay use the one that requires the least amount of like humans so they're like all right we select the drone it would send in a drone to go fly over take pictures it would bring the pictures back to you immediately on the platform where you can analyze and also send to your higher-ups Um, To justify or decide if it is an actual threat or not really really powerful technology and very very interesting Um, Palantir when they did this demo, um, which was it's you know very it looks like a very sophisticated piece of software um, You know showing live footage from airplanes of tanks and all sorts of things Uh, it obviously got a lot of interest from a lot of different people and um, their company has a lot of interest in that so really interesting to see kind of how the defense industry is using this. It's like this large language model and decision making based off of it is really powerful. Something I think that they're doing that is really useful is the fact that this isn't just like a black box of, um, you know, you ask like a chat GPT, for example, based off of these things, what should I do? It's saying based off of these these things and our current military doctrine and our, you know, engagement strategies that are X, Y, and Z and all of this data that we have of how we typically respond to these kind of things, what would you recommend the best thing to do that would have the least amount of casualties, that would, you know, uh neutralize the threat the fastest? You can have all your different stipulations in there. And um, it's based off of that. And and unlike Chai GPT that is a black box, it will show you in the back end. You can kind of open up the hood and look at the back end and see um which ai model because you can actually put different types of ais into here merging multiple different ais together to do these ais that are trained for specific parts of these tasks Uh, but you can actually open up the hood and look in the background and see which ai model made which decisions which decisions had to go to um, actual people uh what why like which intel people were in the loop of and which uh, decisions were approved or suggested by people so it's really transparent on you know, um, it's not just like an AI is all of a sudden taking over the military and making all the decisions. It's really um, has a very clear mapped out, which I think is really important for transparency, especially in something as uh, as, uh, touchy as military operations or as critical, I would say. Um, And so it really maps out who's responsible for what, who made what decisions and what the AI was doing. Um, And I think it's interesting because it's not just saying like, you know neutralize the threat it's saying give me some options it, it creates options and it you know it gives all the data about the options it's like you know if you go and engage with this um based off of you know the artillery here it's you know 40 kilometers away you have an 89 percent success rate of hitting it you, the fuel level on the artillery is at like 14 percent the personnel required there's eight people required to fire that it's going to take about 18 minutes to get that system up and going These are your assets that you have there. So it really gives you a lot of different data. um, And with all of these options that it lays out, it gives you all the data of why it picked those options um, and lets, you know, obviously an actual person make the call on that. So this is not AI that is uh, running and doing the whole thing. So I think it's really impressive technology. Um, All obviously very scary thinking about AI being incorporated into the military, especially because... um, when i look at this and i see a company coming out of america i'm living in america and i'm like oh great this is more defense but i think the scary thing is obviously china russia all these other countries that could potentially be adversaries for me or for other countries around the world um will be having similar advanced ai and it almost becomes like an ai arms race where the most ai advanced country will win and i think this isn't a this isn't a surprise like countries know this i believe vladimir putin recently said that AI will be like a major determining factor between countries' success. Um, obviously, America is putting a lot of uh, focus on AI. You hear a lot of um, a lot of talk out of China about AI and kind of what they're doing there. So, really interesting to see how this is going to be integrated into the military, and that is what Palantir is currently working on now in addition to kind of what Palantir is going on, is doing, I did want to just highlight really quick another company called Donovan that recently launched from Scale. So Scale is a software company. And um I also will note that these softwares are definitely, you know, being used in the military, but they're also being used in other areas, such as crisis management for companies as well. So um, they have like slightly changed versions of this where you essentially hook this into all of your company data. And if, you know, you're in a area and a hurricane is coming and you have like 10 stores down there it can also help you to mitigate crises down there make plans to evacuate to lock down things Um, you know what stock to move maybe that's uh, highly valuable and a whole bunch of different decision making things for people that um, or for like companies as well so these these softwares kind of go into both of those but I think right now a lot of the hype and uh, things that we're hearing people talk about um, is coming in the defense area so I will say with Donovan they recently you know they kind of tell on their website the fact that the US Defense Department used them to come in and um, kind of evaluate the current AI uh, battlefield systems that they have to make sure that they were up to I guess up to par and whatnot and they also have a lot of uh, you know data pulled from the US Army the Defense Innovation Unit the CDAO the AFRL and a bunch of other different organizations um, including the Air Force to like essentially create this AI model that is really good at this, and I'm assuming they're not. You know, I'm I'm assuming the U.S. government giving out this type of data has exclusive contracts with them, so they're not gonna go take U.S. government data on how we fight and go, you know, sell that to Russians or whatnot. But definitely is a highly um, contentious area that I'm sure people will be watching very closely. Again, with uh, Donovan, just like Palantir uh when you use the software it's the same kind of idea where um it opens up a it'll open up a portal with a chat on one side and kind of a um kind of like a map on the other side in donovan's demo they showed they asked essentially like hey in the last 48 hours what were all the ship movements of adversarial navy vessels in you know this asia pacific region it highlighted them on the map it said tell me if there's any anomalies in this it highlighted one that was off course from what it was supposed to be doing. Um, they were able to then go and get a flyby drone. And they had help making the decision on giving the flyby drone to go and get more images. Uh, when they did the image scan, they saw that there was a higher level of radiation around the vehicle. Um, and what was really interesting that Donovan did in the demo, it was beyond just like the documents that they had, um, they kind of branched out and said, is there anything in recent like publicity from that country related to higher levels of radiation and advancements in x y and z um military weapons that would you know that would explain what this is and it actually found a report and then um it, you know the report was in chinese and so then it had it translate from chinese translate the report into english and they were able to package it and summarize it so they're like okay summarize this entire report and based off of the other things we've talked about please put this into like a report i can send to my higher up commanding officer And so I really see, anyways, they went through this whole exercise and in the course of like eight minutes, they went from, you know, find me an anomaly, gathered all the data they needed um, and figured out kind of what was going on and sent a report that they could then go and take a course of action, which doing like a flyby on an airplane um, to, you know, check what was going on with this vessel. So in the course of minutes, you can have these AIs do really uh, complex tasks that would usually take military analysts days to do. And I think this is really going to accelerate the rate of um, protection in the defense industry. Uh, as wars go on, it's going to be scary to see the speed that AI models are able to do things. Um, if What I would be worried about, to be honest, in, in like a forward-thinking manner is, obviously when you have to get like human approvals and reviews of different things, it takes longer for a human to look over all the data, make sure everything checks out, and then be like, um, you know, decide like, okay, it's 18 minutes to do this course of action and 10 minutes to do that course of action. Um, so we're going to go with this one or that one. What I would be worried about is different militaries are around the world that are deciding, hey, we're just going to, you know, to make this thing faster, we're just going to say, remove human intervention, unless it has like a probability of more than 20 casualties. And just like, like, they're going to make decisions like that, that will be a variable in some of these AI models, where the AI is, is going to be making some decisions of life or death and in an in the effort to speed up response times um, people will be removed from the equation that is what i think i'm most concerned about is not necessarily i think it's amazing especially um for the military defending myself to have tools like this that can help it make better decisions faster but what scares me is the probability that these eventually are the human element will be removed from this and uh the fact that an ai will be rapidly iterating and making decisions uh that will affect human life so i think it's going to be an area to definitely focus on deeply do i think it's a bad area we shouldn't be focusing on it's hard to say because in the in the um you know in the concept of national defense if we are not developing these china russia other geopolitical adversaries will and so i definitely think we 100 percent need these tools you know, it's like the atomic bomb. I wish it didn't exist, but because it does and because that technology is there and possible, like it definitely needs to be developed uh, where you you are in order to be a defense. So it's gonna be really interesting. I think AI will be heavily integrated in the defense industry in the future going forward. uh, And I'm sure it already is now to some degree. But um, in fact, I was recently talking to a friend who um, told me that while he was in South Africa, it was the one of, uh, in the military a couple years ago and in, gathering intelligence was one of his first um, introductions to actually not South Africa. It was like the Congo. Um, it was one of his first introductions to AI. They had these really advanced AI systems that were tracking people and facial recognition and um, very interesting to hear about. You know, he was like, why are we developing this in the Congo instead of the U.S. and other questions like that there's all sorts of ethical questions of course we probably test all of this AI stuff in other countries uh not farther away from our you know US citizens that might complain or whatnot so it's really interesting um but definitely the AI is definitely already integrated into the defense system and this is kind of going to be the next step where it helps to arrange everything and make battle plans and suggestions on the battlefield so definitely an area we're going to be watching in the future